Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Hope you had an all right week. I'm in a pretty good mood because it really feels like spring right now in DC. And it's the first time I've been able to wear sandals in months. And I am just enjoying it immensely. I'm also getting ready to go on vacation, which I haven't done in a while. I'm going to Los Angeles with some friends. And we are going to stay in the West Hollywood area. And I'm so excited to actually visit TomTom for the first time. Because last time I was in LA, it didn't yet exist. So if you guys have any hot tips or recommendations, just let me know. Um, but yeah, so next week I am going to be doing a solo recap of Salt Lake and Jersey. And then I have a little interview with my dad and Joyce. The last time they were on the podcast was before they got married. And so I think it was like July of 2020. So we check in with them. And then I asked my dad to tell a story about this man that he reconnected with in the last decade or so from his time growing up in Russia. And it's it's pretty interesting because I actually got to, to meet this man. So, but that's for next week. This week, my my guest is so fantastic. You guys all know him, Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. He is so hilarious. And I realize that we both really enjoy watching these shows for what they're meant to be, which is entertainment to us and watching an ensemble cast. And so rather than everyone being on teams and you loving someone and hating someone, realizing that, you know, you could love someone one minute and you can't stand them the next minute. And I appreciate that. I feel like Housewives Twitter is getting more and more toxic and people are picking fights over things that just seem so silly. So it was really nice to connect with someone who loves watching these shows as much as I do and doesn't really understand why the discourse gets so crazy. So we cover uh, the Salt Lake City reunion and Jersey. We talk a little bit about Miami, but I wanted to briefly share my thoughts on this week's OC, Summer House, and the Real Housewives of Miami reunion part one. So I'll start with the OC. I don't know. I don't think... Shannon is jealous of Gina, you guys. I just think that was a manufactured storyline. And I think Shannon does get pissed at Gina for saying that Shannon is jealous. But I don't think she's actually jealous. Um, also, it was super weird to see Noella film, film with this random woman who's her friend, Kenny. I went to Noella's Instagram, and I think she's always posting with this woman, but it really was a stark reminder that Noella has no real friends on the cast, so it was weird to watch her pour her heart out and talk about her mediation, and it wasn't with someone else that we already know, so... I don't know. 
I don't I think she's going to crash and burn. I know she'll be back for next season, but I don't see Noella being able to stay on the cast long term because I don't think she's able to maintain authentic relationships. And, you know, anyway, um, so the majority of this episode was really focused on Dr. Jen and her husband, Ryan, and they go to the DeBros for a dinner party. And I think this is all setting up some show that Heather and Terry are going to do on being able to provide couples with, I don't know, advice. <laughs> The whole thing is crazy. I really felt for Dr. Jen's husband in this situation. I mean, I feel for both of them. They just don't seem happy in their marriage. And it seems like it's gone so far that they don't even have the tools to be able to communicate with one another. And I wonder how long have they been just not effectively communicating it's uh, it really feels also like Ryan is anxious in social situations. He just wants to be shirtless at home with their dog, Mr. Puppers, and he doesn't seem to want to have any like interactions beyond that. And Dr. Jen seems to constantly be forcing him into situations where he's uncomfortable because they involve filming. And it just seems to me like he didn't really want her to do this show. And he was like, but you're going to do it anyway, because you make all the decisions around here. And she's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then she's kind of wanting him to act a different way than how he normally would. And it was just so uncomfortable to watch her drink and drink and drink and not be able to realize that she's gone so far. I don't know. I mean, I've been in those situations before, but, you know, as I get older, like I know my limits and I also know when I've gone too far and I'm like, ooh, I got to get that water. <laughs> like, Don't give me any more of that. And she just didn't seem to have, I don't know, I'm sure she was just so nervous, but I don't know. It's hard to watch these relationships when they're just not going well and not just going poorly, like how every couple has arguments, but really, really seems to like something seems to be deeply wrong with their relationship. And that brings us to Summer House, where everyone is very concerned about Kyle and Amanda's relationship. And I think rightly so. I mean, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and we don't know what their relationship looks like most of the time. Only the people in the relationship know. And that goes for Dr. Jen and her husband as well. But with Kyle and Amanda, it feels like all of their friends are a bit concerned as well. And their friends get a lot more glimpse into their relationship than us as viewers do. And so I'm almost more nervous that the friends are nervous than I am at just how the Bravo viewing community has been talking about them. So we'll see what happens. But what concerns me is that Amanda seems to think that in order to fix their relationship, that Kyle needs to change. Like she fundamentally does not want to accept him for who he is, and she wants him to make some changes. But she doesn't seem to realize that she also needs to make changes. And that worries me. You know, because both of them are going to have to make some concessions and sacrifices and change their behavior in order to have a more healthy functioning relationship. And I feel like when 
Kyle annoys her. It's even before he starts annoying her. It's before he starts drinking. She already is assuming that the night is going to go poorly. And she starts like nitpicking and nagging him, which then makes him resent her. And it's just a really bad cycle. I mean, I do wish them well, though. We know that they are currently married. And I hope that they're putting a lot of time and effort into their relationship you know, it seems like they put a lot of time and effort into the business lover boy, but the relationship seems to take a back seat. And I'm sure that it gets more intense during filming. Uh, the other thing we got to see was Lindsay and Danielle going to see a fertility doctor. So Lindsay was getting everything checked up because she's considering freezing her eggs. And this brought back a lot of very painful memories for me. I've gone through that process, and it's safe to say that I had the opposite uh, news that Lindsay got. (laughs) She was told that her AMH was that of a 28-year-old, meaning that her egg supply was very, very good. I'm super happy for her. This means that she will likely have a very easy time getting eggs retrieved and frozen. Um, But man, (laughs) it's just so hard to watch. Oh, man. So many bad memories. Um, I also thought the doctor was pretty cute. I love that he was wearing a yarmulke. (laughs) I love New York. All right. Then we have the Real Housewives of Miami reunion part one. And before we get to this, In my conversation with B that you guys will listen to soon, I definitely want to take ownership over the fact that I body shame Larsa. I feel like I have a very strong negative reaction to the changes that her body has undergone. And I wonder how much of it is the fact that I just binged Miami. So I saw her in season one. And then a few weeks later, I started watching her in season four. And I honestly didn't know it was her. It She just is unrecognizable. And it feels like, I don't know, I, I feel like it's dangerous to undergo that many procedures. And it also bothers me that she doesn't, she just seems very fake about it. She doesn't honestly answer questions about whether or not she had her butt done. There is almost no way that she could have achieved that figure with exercise alone. So I don't know. I feel like she puts on a facade and she tries to make people feel like they're beneath her. And I just don't like her personality at all. So she irks me. (laughs) I'm going to own it. I just don't like Larsa. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want her on the show. It just means I don't like her. (laughs) So, um... For the reunion, the thing that captured my heart and probably everyone else's was the story that Julia told about her first, uh, her first child, her son, Maximilian, who at I think eight or nine months old died in the hands of a nanny, um, due to shaken baby syndrome, which is a very horrible, um, horrible thing. And all of the scandal surrounding the man that she had been with and his uh, girlfriend later on who murdered him and all of it, who then went to Julia and 
said that she knew things about Max's death. The whole thing was just horrific. And it's so amazing to see Julia and how she is now. And she has such a positive outlook on life. And she really seems to enjoy her life. She's happily married. She has two wonderful daughters. And she loves spending time on that farm with the chickens and the goats. And I guess she got a mini cow recently and donkeys. And it's just, uh, I find her very inspiring. I find her very lovable. And um, as I say later in this episode, there's parts of her that really remind me of my dad. So I think she is absolutely fabulous. And maybe that's part of why I don't like Larsa is because they were definitely going at it a bit this season. Now we do get to see a little bit of Alexia versus Nicole. And I'm telling you guys, from what I've seen from Dr. Nicole, I'm going to side with her every time because she is able to back up everything she says with fact. She's saying, have any of you heard me speaking negatively about you? Has anyone in this room heard me? And no one has. It's all hearsay. And I just think, I don't know. I think she has the sort of head bitch in charge energy and it threatens the OGs. So they go after her. And I don't know. I also think that the casting for Miami was just so perfect. And I don't know if I've ever liked this many new people as I do with Gertie, Dr. Nicole, and Julia. I love them. I think they're all fantastic and so fun and such a joy to watch. And I can't wait for season five. Like I know we're not done with the final reunion, but I already am so excited for next season. Oh, and another note I took was that Larsa really wanted Lisa to go to bat for her, but Lisa is friends with everyone. And she's like, I don't know what you want me to say. And then Larsa gives this dig where she basically calls Lisa a doormat. And that's just such a nasty thing to say about a friend. But I also love that we get to witness them in their trailers in between the various takes of the reunion. So they go film and then it's not just the breaks that they're showing. They're actually showing them going physically into their trailers, eating their lunch, who they're gossiping with. Um, it reminds me a bit more of what we've seen on Married to Medicine reunions, where you really get to see all of the backstage. And I think that is just so fun. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. I had the best time talking with B, who you guys all know as Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. He is so hilarious. We laugh a lot. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, go give it a five-star rating and write a kind review. If you have any feedback at all, especially constructive criticism, I welcome it. My DMs are open. You can reach me at Mandy Slutsker on Twitter or Instagram. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then back with B. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. 
Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everyone. I'm back here with B. You guys know him as Pet Shop Boy. He is so fantastic on Instagram. I love his Instagram stories. And he is also of the podcast, The B List with Pet Shop Boy. How are you doing today? Thank you. It's good to be back. Second time. I know. And I've been meaning to ask you, since the last time we spoke, we found out that Rihanna is pregnant. And I know you are a huge Rihanna fan, (sighs) right? I mean, Congratulations (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Did you see her in Paris Fashion Week? I did with the latex crop top. Yes. And someone shouted at her that she was late and she was like, no shit. No shit. (laughs) Duh, you can do that when you're Rihanna, but uh, I'm just like, I'm happy for her, obviously, but like, does it have to be him? What's wrong with him? Well, he's a colorist, so he's had, yeah, he's had a history of several different interviews where he's specifically said that like women of dark skin complexions should not be wearing red lipstick or certain shades of lipstick. Um, Just like, he just basically getting into like women's business where he has no place being and and being super colorist about it. And um, he's made a couple of other comments. He he made comments at the beginning of the Black Black Lives Matter movement when he said that that doesn't really involve him. He's living in Beverly Hills or in high rises and that world doesn't really involve him. So why would he get in the trenches with black light? Essentially. Oh, um, I didn't, you can Google it. It's I, all out there. I don't it's even like know what most... he sings. Like I probably have heard it. I just don't know. It's him or raps. His most or, like, popular I'm just... song was fucking problems. He had a song with Drake. Yeah. And if you've heard, if you've if you, if you heard if it, I, heard like, it, oh, I, I would know. know. Right. Yeah. 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 But I'm not thrilled. Listen, but you know what? He's a man. Right. I thought you would be upset because clearly she's not going to have an album anytime soon. I had no idea he was. (laughs) Oh, that too. No, (laughs) No, there's like for a multitude of reasons, but like that being one. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think she's watching Jersey and Salt Lake? I know she loves Housewives, but I think she, she loves Salt Lake City. I don't think she watches Jersey. That's sad because Jersey is one of the best. It really is. But you know what? I'm okay with it. Like, because the thing is, is, and we'll talk about this. I think like my relationship with these shows changes over time and shows that I like used to like, I used to love Salt Lake City. And then I think that like, once everybody gets in on the train and especially if you're somebody who spends any time, I mean, amount of time on Twitter, as you know, we do. Yeah. Um, it's like the fandom really can turn you off of it's like artists, right? Like I like Beyonce. I think Beyonce is very talented, but Beyonce's fandom turns me off. So I don't really get, you know what I mean? So it's like that same kind of thing. Yeah, if like Bernie Sanders fans. About... Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, Bernie I like Bros. him too. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, he's got like really good ideas, but then all the people around him are like, oh, no. Like he's a but, god. He's the best thing uh, to ever happen. No one's ever done it like him. It's like, chill out. So <laughs> when everybody's talking about Jin Shaw this or Erica Jane this, did Erica Jane know? It's like, okay, you guys talk about it so much that I'm not interested anymore. Like if I know this is all I'm going to have to hear. So it's like, I love the shows where I can still feel like people don't fully like people really underestimate Jersey and I find it super entertaining every episode. 
Um, I would say the same thing for Miami, which I'm sure we'll get into. And yes. um, Potomac too, still, but I think that Potomac is getting a little bit where everybody talks about it too. It's like, I have to mute it on certain platforms. Cause it's like, I just want to enjoy it. You know, What's interesting about some of these like Twitter online conversations is mm-hmm. how in some situations I can like find my people, the people who watch it uh-huh. the way I watch it. But yeah. with Jersey, it feels like I don't know where my people are. <laughs> like <laughs> so true. I know they're all like Teresa stands. And they see things just so black and white, no shades of gray whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. I watch this as like, this is a perfect ensemble show. Yes, maybe there's a little too mm-hmm. much Teresa and things revolve around her, but it works well. And this is the first time I think we've seen the exact same cast for four seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. I yes, mean, don't yes. mess with perfection, right? And these people History. are out here just complaining nonstop about... Fire Marge. Yeah. Fire Marge. It's like, it's like Marge is doing her job. She's part of this fantastic ensemble. Yeah. I think that Marge is one of the best housewives um, across the board. Like, she's in my top five, um, just because she's so good at what she does. Um, and she's yeah. so real to who she is. Also, also, you have to also look at the locale. I think they probably have a very difficult time finding women that are, like, quick-witted. I mean, not to say that sounds really bad, because it's like... <laughs> Uh, no, no, but like, I'm, look at the look at the lineage of Jersey, right? You've right. never had anyone who's as quick witted as as Marge, and kind of as like fast and and just also an entrepreneur, also navigates the reality TV world, but in a way that like she still kind of maintains her like realness. Um, and it, it's I imagine it's probably really hard to find that in Jersey, the same way that it's probably hard to find it in OC. So like, um, I forget what I was saying, but just. Uh, all that to be said, I think that like Margaret, Margaret really stands out to me as like an all star. Me too. I yeah. love her on the show. Do I agree with every single decision she makes and all of her mm. behavior? Of course not. But mm-hmm. I, there's very few people on these shows that I can like a hundred percent get behind and never say mm-hmm. they've ever misstepped, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah. that's how you're supposed to watch it in my mind. Yeah. And exactly. I'm, I'm, where where are the people online who are looking for nuance and seeing <laughs> one side and seeing the other? I could see why Jennifer is so upset with Margaret. I totally. could also see why Margaret decided to throw this out there because why should she be getting shat on continuously by Jennifer when her husband did the same thing as Margaret? Like I get both mm-hmm. of those sides. Yeah. Um, Jersey's just a show where I legitimately love everybody that's on the cast. Even Me Melissa. Too. You know, like I, I, I just like, like I really Yeah, I just like I find I don't really fast forward through anyone's stuff. I um I just really like everybody. Um and, we might be and the I, I think only that, two people I, that feel this way. <laughs> well, I think that we're just watching the show the way it's supposed to be watched. And I think right. after so many years, you're either gotta watch it like that or you're gonna be endlessly disappointed by these people um on these shows, you know watch potomac like that i mean if you watched potomac like that every five seconds i'd be like candace gotta be fired but i understand that candace (laughs) is a flavor you know she is and i don't know i do feel like candace can overstep sometimes or can do things that i feel like cross some sort of line and i don't know where that line is but at the same time she does get raked over the coals for doing things that all the other housewives seem to do so i it's just her personality i think that like it's it's a it's a mix of things it's like it's okay if someone else does it because we actually like 
like them more. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. She's yeah, a little yeah. rough around the edges. It's harder mm-hmm. to feel. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, going back to mm-hmm. Jersey. So I know you're mm-hmm. friendly with some of the cast too. Does that mm-hmm. impact how you view it? Like, do you feel like you understand more of why they behave the way that they do or that they know that they're on a show and they're just trying to do their job. I suppose you can't not be somewhat affected by it and kind of get an idea of like, well, I I get why Jackie and yeah, Jackie, I get why Jackie is the way that she is on the show and a bit guarded Um, just because I've seen the behind the scenes stuff. You know what I mean? And Jennifer I met and uh, I, I, I really do have an affinity for like everyone on the show. Some I'm just closer with like Margaret is exactly like she is on camera. Um, but yeah, it I doesn't, met her but I, but I think last year she's great. She's, she's great. Amazing. She said she, amazing. she thought she knew me from somewhere. I think I just have a face <laughs> that's recognizable. Yeah. I was like, we do not know each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we talked about Jewish stuff for a while. I love I that. I watched her and I feel like uh-huh. even though there's a, a lot of Jewish. Oh, Jan was Jewish. Like she feels right, but she felt to me like very Jewish. And I know mm-hmm. that she was yeah. married to a Jew, but I didn't realize like how involved she was in raising those kids as Jewish children, their bat and bar mitzvahs, everything. I was like, she just to me exudes Jewishness, even though Jackie is Jewish and on the show. Like there's something yeah. about Marge's personality and how yes, you walk yeah. into her home. Yeah. And I haven't been in her home, but I can only imagine her being like, oh, <laughs> you drink coffee with creams? Get coffee with it, yep. She remembers it all. You She's just... Yeah. That's exactly kind of like that personality, and I love it. Yeah, the casting on that show is so key. I think that's why, like, going back to the fact that they've had the same cast for four seasons in a row, it's so perfect at this point. And it's so, I think, before when Jersey was like the first iteration when it was so Italian and family oriented, it's still family oriented, but now I think they've gotten to the sweet spot where it's like there is a large Turkish community there. There is a large, you know, like all these, there's a large Jewish community. And so it's kind of great to get all these spices as opposed to just like one. I don't know. I feel, so I feel like it, it just balances out really well right now. And like you said, J- Margaret, she just feels very Jersey. Yeah. I love like, yeah. the Jersey, New York vibe. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I had never been to New York until I was maybe 10 years old. And I just remember being very like, oh, I feel very at home here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, yeah, something yeah. about how how they operate. Like you can just the language that my family uses with each other, yeah. your average New Yorker and person in New Jersey uses. I do feel like they probably are the best cast right now currently that's like of any franchise. And they the have history and they have real authentic relationships. Yes, now, yeah. My question for you is, considering how the split has been, at mm-hmm. least in the last few episodes, do you feel more of an allegiance to Teresa, Jennifer, and Dolores, or Jackie, Marge, and Melissa? Knowing used- that there is like a lot of Venn diagram yeah. situation happening. Uh-huh. Um, I used to always be with Teresa, no matter what. I was like, not necessarily a tree hooker, but I just like had such an affinity. I still do. But I feel like that ship is getting smaller and smaller. Like you can even see Dolores is like, oh, maybe I'm not going to be so much on, you know, right? I find myself being more drawn to like the Jackie, Melissa, Margaret of it all. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Just I. Yeah. 
And the husbands on that side are just like cooler to me. I know? like, I really like Evan. Joe. Yeah, I like Joe. I like Evan. The, the other Joe as well. So we're seeing Louie on the show for kind mm-hmm. of the first time we're really getting to know him. And I'm wondering, mm-hmm. what is your reaction to how he's been on camera versus the stories that are circulating, which there is a little bit of overlap, but you know, the stories about him seem much mm-hmm. worse than how he has been behaved thus far on camera. Yeah. I mean, I remember before they even began filming the season, a lot of that stuff was in the press. It started to be in page six. I've heard it kind of people in New Jersey were talking about it. So it's not just Margaret. Like this is not, just Margaret talking about these things. That's why right. I, I I feel like it's kind of almost like revisionist history watching the show back because it seems like it's just Margaret talking about this. But no, it really was everywhere. And like if you're in Jersey, everyone was talking about it. Um, it the and not just the video, all of the crazy stories about the ex and what he did to the ex appears allegedly and all this stuff. So, um, uh. Are you, sorry, I got maybe off topic. So you were talking, you were asking. Yeah, how do you think he's be coming across on camera versus? I think the, he's actually coming across okay. It's like he's he's not getting right? a bad edit. He's no. not getting a bad edit. I think they're they're doing her a favor. Like they're just like. So why do you think in the van she turned to him and was like, "There's cameras." There's in cameras. Here. I think she's just probably getting him acclimated to like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like you know when people call people and they're like, "You're, uh, you're on speaker, you're on speaker." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they do that on these shows. Yeah. I feel like you're probably just like something that he might not be as attuned to, but she notices these things. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was telling him for him not to behave a certain way because he just kind of looked at her and was like, "Yeah." You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that I did pick up on is he did seem to speak a bit down to her and to Margaret. Yeah. But again, yeah. it was a time where there was like a lot going back and forth. But when he told her like... Not you, in your best day. You can't yeah, when he me. said that to Margaret, that I felt like he was trying to like puff his chest at her. But when he told Teresa that he's that she needs to be quiet or he's leaving and then was like otherwise she'll never learn, that yeah. felt dark to me. Yeah, yeah. You could see they cut to <laughs> Jennifer's face and she was like, what? <laughs> it's, yeah, that definitely. Um, I think it was weird that the way he was talking to Margaret, though, even though it was kind of like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just like tension, like elevated tension. Mm-hmm. But um, her husband is there. There's like men in the room. Like, why are you talking to this woman this way? You know? Just in general, I do feel like I Teresa, think Teresa has a way of bringing it out of people. Yeah. Teresa just her Teresa's energy has a way of like turning any small conversation into a screaming match because Teresa only has like two volume volume. Right. It's like. Right. She. Yeah. yeah. But I'm wondering what one she's in 10 been telling Louie about. Marge. Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. She's so probably been telling probably him all kinds like, of stuff. Well, she's a bully. So I'm going to show her that I'm not afraid of her as a bully. Whereas when it's I like think- clearly that's not even been happening, it's like that's not, but you know, Teresa lives in Teresa world to try to make sense of anything that she does on this show, you'll go insane. So that's what I'm saying. You have to like watch these shows a little bit differently over the years because you like, we know Teresa now, so you know exactly where this is going to go. One interesting thing about Teresa, but it's not just mm-hmm. her, it's 
pretty much across every single franchise is mm-hmm. this very like a juvenile way of looking at friendships that like mm-hmm. if you are my friend, you have my back and you always support me and you never tell me something I don't want to hear or disagree with me. And I wonder, do you think they mean this as like on camera have my back? So because yeah. we're aligned or do you think this is just how because I think with Teresa, it's not a camera thing. It's like she wants people to like be in her corner if they are her friend. And if they ever question her, they're no longer they're out. But I mean, like our way of looking at it as like normal sane people is like, you you know, there's a difference between on camera yeah. and then like in the real world. So there's two different things going on. But with Teresa, is there anything other than? on camera, right? I mean, literally her entire life has been on camera for the past, however many, what, 13 years? So it's like 14 years. So I think that in her mind, it's like one and the same, it's conflated. Um, She kind of lives in her own reality. I don't think that, I think that's why it's gotten worse and worse over the years. Like, I think honestly, like she'll have to get off of this show in the next couple of years to even like maintain healthy relationships in her life because it doesn't seem like She's losing, like, touch with reality more and more, right, over time? I think she's always been out of touch with reality. I just started watching Jersey from the beginning because I never saw the early years. Mm -hmm. And the way that she is excusing her husband's behavior and the way that she, I don't know, there's, like, something off the way that the visceral reaction she has to, you know, Melissa. Like, I get Mm -hmm. you don't like her and you don't like how she's gone about doing things. But yeah. this is this person is married to your brother and your brother yeah. loves her. And therefore, like, if you care yeah. about family at all, you accept that this person exists and that it's not perfect. But you try yeah. for the sake of the whole family. She says she cares about family. Like, she's constantly showing cognitive dissonance yeah. in a way yeah. that, like, is so mind boggling to me. Which is like so makes me so happy we don't discuss politics on this particular franchise <laughs> because that would just drive me up the fucking wall, right? I like I, I could not, I could not imagine her talking about the prison complex. <laughs> oh me, like I, I could not. <laughs> I also can't stand when housewives fr- fans wade into politics in a way uh-huh. that like it's like oh uh-huh. my god! Like the other week when everyone was upset about Seth Mark's shirt with Reagan Bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, come on. It's guys, not it's a that joke. Kind of, it's a joke. Like, but that's yeah. the, see, oh, and this is something else I was going to ask in a second, but yeah, no, it's totally, it's like, everything's got to be so like, yeah, I don't, I feel like at the beginning SLC, when it's original core fan base, I feel like it was probably like among the smartest of the Bravo viewers because we were like really latched onto these women. We saw all the like eccentricities and they're like, lives and and just like we picked up on all these nuances that like made us fall in love and i feel like as the show's now gotten kind of like a lot of buzz around it the second season is more like broad strokes it's like arrest so it's kind of drawn in a lot of the bravo fans that are just kind of like cool an arrest happens and fights in a van really cool and it's like they kind of skip up so we're does that make sense yeah there's uh people feel a need to always choose a team and yeah, it's yeah. Like, and it's not if always you about... like Lisa Barlow, you cannot like Meredith. And if yeah, you like Meredith, like... you cannot like whoever. And because Meredith is friends with Mary, you can't like Meredith because you can't stand Mary. And 
I feel like there's mm-hmm. shades of gray to all of yeah. it. There's things that I think make a lot of sense about Meredith, probably more like than watching, any of the other people. <laughs> I like watching the show, loving Mary one episode and hating her the next. Exactly. That's just, I love the ride, you know, but what I was going to ask you, what do you think maybe the smartest fandom is? Ooh. Because they're different cities, right? I think, like, personally, I think the dumbest. Oh, I'm going to get, like, dragged for this. Orange County. Oh, it's Orange County. Wait, no, I was actually going to say Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Is the dumbest, I think. Just They just, like, talk about broad strokes. They're just like, they want rich people porn. They're just like, ooh, diamonds, trips. And they get really bored when they're not taking international trips. Like, the when I say they, uh, the, the, the fans. Twitter people yeah 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 and they're just like they need erica jane to be in a latex bodysuit with a high ponytail and it's like or they get bored i think some of the smartest is potomac and atlanta yeah yeah because atlanta, i think potomac more potomac I, I, that's my favorite but that's also because yeah. i live in this area yeah, yeah 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 but yeah i think because people and it's taken people a while to get to the point where they understand that in order to have a Karen Huger, you need a Giselle Bryant and mm-hmm. vice versa. And for the longest time, like it's forced fans to realize that you don't have to be one team or the other, or yeah. just by being yeah. on one side, it doesn't mean you want the other fired. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> I, like, I like I'm obsessed with Karen Huger and I cannot stand Giselle, but like, I still love Giselle. It's like a family. It's like, you know, I, I love everyone on Potomac, but I say this all the time and I still stand by it that you need broke housewives. Like it like that's why oh. I get so bored with Beverly Hills. Like that doesn't interest me, but like the early seasons of Potomac when like Karen had that st- she had one of those like you know those like in the like like the eight, late eighties and nineties when your parents had like the TV set, but it was in that push glass thing. And yes, you push it the glass pop. She had that <laughs> in the living room in a giant flat screen, and not a flat screen, but a big screen TV, one of those like fifty pound ones. And I was like, this woman is not who she says she is, and I'm obsessed. You need those kind. Of, it's like when Sheree was so broke and the fashion show with no fashions. Like that's interesting to me. Like put those people on television. I get so bored with like the rich people who are like have it all figured out. But I don't think they have it all figured out. And that's what's also fascinating to watch. That's true. Also, I want to run this by you. I brought this up on my show last week, but the affair that Bill had struck, it struck me as not just being bad because it was an affair, but something unethical went on in his workplace where he was fired. And if if what Jennifer is saying is true and allegedly it was a, right right well she said allegedly. it was a <laughs> it was a sales rep right yeah yeah but we don't know that he was fired for, do oh, we know that oh that was what margaret said but yeah. i don't know if that was confirmed by bill or jennifer you are correct allegedly so allegedly <laughs> i'm very big on is, allegedly <laughs> if he, was, if he I, I don't know allegedly if he was in a relationship with a pharma sales rep and this uh-huh. took place 10 years ago can it be what was going on 10 years ago in this country with pharma sales reps they were pushing opioids it's not only oh. pharma that i mean it's not only like not every pharma rep was doing that but if you specifically are focusing on post-op patients right oh yeah you know yeah. that was a big thing and they had already you know settled the like 2007 inquiry into a lot of the opioid stuff and then the oh, pharma, see, the reps, they came back. Yeah. 
And so if he, it's not ethical to have a sexual relationship with someone that is trying to convince you to prescribe a drug to their, to your patients. No, no, that's not. And that yeah. feels like a way bigger deal to Story. me than just the fact that he had an affair. Yeah, to people like you and I that know all these facts, but to the like, do you realize like how over the how over the uh, the typical Jersey viewer's head that would be? They'd be like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Something opioids." If he lost his job, that is a big deal because it's. And then if he did, he start his own practice because he couldn't actually be able to work for a different one. Like, did he open his own practice because everyone knew that he had been running around? With farmer reps. Okay. They were they were in Westchester. <laughs> I know that. And then they moved. So. Ooh. So they they crossed state lines. We had to change <laughs> his licensure. <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's – I never really thought about that yet. But, yeah. But Westchester is completely You have to get an entirely thing. different yeah, license. Yeah. A license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's that's not easily transferable, I'm sure. I don't know. I, I don't pretend to know anything about – neither does – Jennifer, apparently, since she found a doctor on Instagram, apparently. Oh, God, that was really bad. That was bad because it it worries me because I think people watching the show are like, oh, I can find a, someone on Instagram and they're doing it for $5,000 less. And why don't I just yeah. fly to Turkey? And yeah. Oh, man. You no, know, I actually don't. I don't like, I mean, I don't think her nose looks not bad. I mean, people are really hating on her. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really bother me. If she likes it. If she um, likes it. I and I like a little ski snow. I did too. I thought she was gorgeous. She is gorgeous still, but it's like, you know, but maybe it hasn't settled yet. It was like literally weeks before the That's show, true. right? So, as a yeah. Jew, I like a nose that goes down. <laughs> i'm I'm just like don't try to make your like your nose like your average white girl nose like that's what she's that's what everyone's trying to do and that's like come on embrace embrace what god gave you yeah and it's kind of interesting because obviously that was probably going to be somewhat of her storyline for her getting all of the stuff with her body and all of that um that was her storyline like last year where they he did all that liposuction on her but now we're kind of like detouring into the relationship stuff. And it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Got to get your thoughts on Melissa uh-huh. versus Jennifer. When Melissa sort of charged towards Jennifer in this mm-hmm. week's episode, did you feel like that was sort of the instigator? Or did you feel like when it was yeah. Jennifer? Gra- I, yeah. I and I'm too. in that particular situation. I am on Melissa's side because it is like, I get what Melissa's saying and they called her husband a crook and all this stuff, but she did stand up and actually charge at Jennifer. So you don't do that kind of stuff yeah. unless, you know, knock a few buck. Right. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of physical altercations <laughs> this season only on Jersey. I love it. <laughs> I know it's like, well, no, on Salt Lake, there was a huge altercation True. on that Sprinter van. Yeah. You know what um, makes me a little nervous when I see stuff like this on a show like Jersey? Because I feel like over the years, every season, it's gotten just a little bit more, right? Like we had um, we had Cabo with the glasses and the breaking of the glasses oh, and the shampoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, it was throwing water on someone and pulling their hair. And then now it's like multiple little altercations everywhere. And then, it, you know... I, I wonder where do we go after a certain point? Like, 
you I know? don't enjoy like, the physical altercations. Like no, that, I'm not. Yeah, I like it. Bothers. I joke me. about it, but it does bother me in the moment, and it just makes me nervous. Of like, where do we go after this? Like, if it, if the goal is to keep upping ourselves, is someone <laughs> going to have to die? It just makes me feel like we're going to have to really switch up the the cast soon. Not switch up like anyone has to go, but we should we should definitely be adding people at this point. I agree. So just kinda... not Tracy Barber. Yeah, no, it's not her. It's not her. Well, nice woman, though. Not her, though. She seems okay. Um, <laughs> so speaking of keeping up in the each year, I'm wondering, like, pivoting to Salt Lake, this is the first time we've had a housewife indicted by, like, the Southern District of New York in a massive <laughs> fraud and money, money laundering scheme. I'd hope so. Like, <laughs> Where do we go from here? Do you think Housewives fans are beginning to expect this to be sort of a true crime series? That's another thing is is like, to me personally, I don't love the court drama. Like, I don't love the the legal stuff. It kind of bogs it down for me and it makes it really unfun. I miss the days of like arguing over a bow on a cake, that kind of stuff. That's why I loved the first season of Salt Lake City because it was so like hospital smell. It became such a thing and (laughs) things like that. I find really funny, but the, um, the Erica Jane of it all is just like really draining for me and too real. Um, and it just like reminds me that some of these women are like really awful and I don't, I I like to like forget about that sometimes. And like, just like, you know, um, so yeah, I, I do. I worry that like, that's the expectation for, or at least for those specific locales, because I don't think that that would ever be expected of New York. You know or what I mean? Potomac. I, yeah, I can't Potomac. see those women. We saw like Karen Huger's husband, Karen Huger. obviously. With but that text. was honestly kind of funny. It was hilarious. like that was like they, the way that they the way that Potomac handles the really dark stuff. I think is so smart. I mean, obviously the sexual assault stuff isn't great, and there's not oh, really a great way to do that. that. But they do handle some of the um, like the legal stuff with Karen and Karen and Ray. She's like, "You got to make millions to owe millions," and we and we kind of laugh it off. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a press conference with the little pencils and the peanuts, you know. And it's like you cannot take it too seriously. And that's why I love a show like Potomac because they'll just n- never get bogged down by the life's real um, realities, right? You know? And it feels like when people owe money to the IRS, it's not yeah. good, but it doesn't yeah. feel like as awful as ripping off people's grandmas. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it just yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like it's <laughs> as malicious. It's not great, but yeah. and people can make mistakes, like honest yeah. mistakes. And we've seen that on Married to Medicine and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. okay, so pivoting to Salt Lake, mm-hmm. did you hear that Jen Shah's uh, trial got postponed? Got pushed back July oh my 11th. God. Secured that fourth season she's gonna we're gonna be stuck with her for another year they're just gonna keep i bet they'll postpone it after that i bet i bet she's paying new lawyers to like keep pushing it back that's what you can do when you have money you just keep keep pushing things back but i also think there's i i'm gonna inquire I have a friend who's a federal yeah. prosecutor okay. and I've yeah. been asking her about better than this me. kind of I'm, stuff I know, yeah. and she was explaining a bunch of different things to me. But the, the number one thing that she told me when I told her about this season was like, they've been tracking her phone. Why the hell is everyone asking? How- no, they're <laughs> like, how did they find her at Beauty Lab and Laser? It's like, you do realize that she has an iPhone. It's like people, 
it's like people are like complaining about the vaccine. They're like, I can't get vaccinated because they're going to put a microchip. First off, you know how expensive that would be. The federal government is not focused on tracking you when you go to like Bennigan's or TGI Fridays to like get your like if you're worried about tracking, you're then get rid of your phone and phone. don't use Google and don't buy things on Amazon and don't use yeah. Facebook and don't accept cookies. It's crazy. <laughs> so, um, OK, this all was taped before Jenny's social media posts were uncovered. But how do you feel about the race conversation that seemed to ensue, mm. like the racism. And then Andy said, I mean, he was trying to speak for Mary, but you just, yeah, you can't. He's can't. a white you man, know? can't speak He's like, for a well, black woman, yeah. Right. But also like the looniest black woman you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> so it's like, who has no real idea of up or down. So she's not really the authority. I mean, it's like, yeah, she's a black woman. So who, you know, her own experiences in the world, whatever, that's hers. But, like, honestly, she didn't even think that her husband is black, like, because he was light-skinned. I mean, remember that comment? I mean, I don't always track, like, those comments don't always make sense to me, because I'm like, what (laughs) is she exactly saying? And usually it's because they're colorist in nature, and someone else Mm -hmm. has to explain to me, like, what they mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. I mean, she was like, he's not black. And I'm like, this woman has lost her fucking mind. If she ever had one, I can't. Honestly, it's for the best that Mary's not at this reunion because dude, like, I'm going to miss her so much. Um, but she's just as problematic as any of the rest of them. Um, but the, the conversation about race, like, listen, like Jenny is obviously like the devil. So glad she's gone. Um, sucks that we couldn't even just edit that entire part out. I mean, I feel like they had weeks leading up to this. Maybe they could did, have just like- and they kept it in. And the thing was, everyone was calling Mary racist. Like yeah, Heather was yeah. calling Mary racist, and I don't know. Anyways, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all, like, it's like so cringe. It sucks because it's like I hate the conversation about race on these specific franchises where I don't feel like the people are best equipped to be having this conversation because probably the only black person in their circle is Mary and she was casted. You know what I mean? It's like I'm fine with Potomac having a conversation about race because they're like literally every shade of black woman under the sun and it's interesting to hear Wendy's perspective on it versus Ashley's versus Moni. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like when you have just like Whitney saying that like, you know, Mary is racist I and then Mary doesn't even feel re- like, yeah. And then Mary's like, am I black? I don't even know. What day is it? It's like, I don't know. These women are just too kooky. Let's get back to talking about like hospital smell and you know, <sighs> yeah, that's how I feel. I like Salt Lake City when it's a little like, like, carefree it was like those early days where it was just like so loony but now it's gotten like meredith is incredibly intense i like her though i don't know i don't know what it is i maybe it's because she's the only jew on the cast Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. the one who claims her judaism yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but like there's something about her where i feel like she makes sense and she's looking around and everyone else is driving her mad and You know, she's also a person dealing with like immense grief. And I wish she wasn't so try. I feel like she tries to be stoic and inside it's like lava just like bubbling up. And then she has these weird outbursts that don't seem consistent with her personality. But to me, that's so real. Like having lost a parent, it sucks. And you're Mm -hmm. a total mess. 
and you think that you're okay at some point, but you're really not, and your behavior changes a bit, and especially if you don't have a good outlet. And so for her, like to, for when she explained herself during this reunion, that mm-hmm. resonated with me. It makes sense, yeah. You know, yeah. but I also don't know why she doesn't sometimes just like address the issues head on, such as explaining. She really avoids, yeah. She, yeah, she's very avoidant, especially the things about the memorial. I, I understand why she was so offended, but it doesn't take a genius to figure out that like it was a miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this season pans out because she's, you know, Jenny's not going to be there, which don't doesn't really make a difference, but she has one extra body in the room. Um, Mary won't be there for her to hide behind. She's clearly not on good terms with Lisa, not really friends with Heather or Whitney. And then Jen, that's a whole, so it's going to be interesting yeah. to see like, um, I, I think. I know that they're filming right now, but I do think that that probably would have been a good situation where they could sit this one out for about four or five months and really get the cast perfect. It seems like they're almost a little bit like got rushed into like trying to capture Jin stuff. That's what they did with Erica Jane. And I think it worked mm -hmm. on Beverly Hills because they had such a big cast. Yeah. Yeah. That, but with this one, it, it doesn't now let's get into some bad weather. So yeah, (laughs) Whitney, (laughs) What is it about them watching the show back that makes them so visceral in their hatred of Lisa Barlow? Like, I can't. I have no idea. Get it. And I mean, I guess it has to do with like Whitney or uh, Whitney and Heather's disassociation from the church, right? And then Lisa is actually still involved with the church, right? So she yeah. is on her own terms, though. Like, it's yeah. different to be born into it versus to pick and yeah. choose. Like, she's a cafeteria Mormon. And it's I'm okay. sure it's yeah. really annoying for people who are born into it and who have to follow all the rules for her to pick and choose which rules she follows, you know? But for me, yeah. it just seems like they're pissed that she's been talking negatively about them and that she won't admit to it. But I don't know. Like, you never thought she was your friend to begin with. So does every season she convince you that maybe you guys are actual friends in real life and then you watch the show back and you realize that she's two-faced? I, I can't quite. <laughs> yeah. I like the shows where the pendulum swings back and forth at an even kill because like on Potomac, everyone hated Ashley. By the, end of the, by the beginning of the next season, Ashley's everyone's favorite. By the end of it, you know what I mean? It's like, I like when that happens, but this just seems to be like the same story over and over where it's like the two of them think that Lisa hates them. Lisa doesn't. It's like, I need something to like mix up. I need something to like something to shift the dynamic to shift a bit. And I don't know. Cause I can't, I can't explain to you why they all hate each other. I think this is a group of women that just genuinely do not like each other. That's another issue, right? It's like, I can't, that's what I'm saying. Like Meredith, why would Meredith film anything with any of these women at this point? Right. There's no authentic connection. And that's what's really hard when you start a season. And, and I think we'll, you know, go into Miami next, but what's so interesting about Miami is that these women seem to have like such a real authentic connection to one another. And each old like OG brought in one new person and that was so perfect and seamless. And with this, Oh, I didn't think that they did, huh? Because I guess Gertie was brought in by Alexia. Yes. Who brought Nicole in? Um, no, I'm trying to remember. I think Alexia also brought Nicole in. 
Alexei might have brought in multiple people, but yeah. then Kiki was brought in by by Gertie, by Gertie, and Julia was brought in by Adriana, Adriana, yeah. and who else is new? That's pretty much it. That's, yeah. yeah, Larsa's new yeah. and old. I know. I consider. I actually consider Larsa part of new. the new class. Me too. I prefer the new class to the old class, actually, solely because I love Larsa. And, really? Uh, oh, I don't like her. <laughs> I did not like her at the beginning of the season, but those last three or four episodes, she came alive at that dinner at the Versace mansion. Like she had the reeds together. She ate Adriana up. Like she was like, I can end you in 20 minutes. And she was like, you look homeless. You might want to sell feet photos. What did she say to her? She's like, you're stuck. She's like, your fashion's bad. You, your stock plummeted. <laughs> you're stuck. What I didn't like was when she kept screaming, you're bipolar. I was like, as yeah. someone who's been close to Kim and Kanye, maybe you shouldn't say that as like yeah. such an insult. Yeah. But um, well, Larsa is problematic in gen- generally because, I mean, she has so many things she's that she was always saying about. Been. She was saying something about uh, fornication or something about marriage. Oh, having children out of wedlock. That was obnoxious. Please. Larsa, Future wrote a song about how he smashed you when you were still with Scottie Pippen. Don't play. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said you might not get your bitch back. And I forget what song it is. It's like, maybe it's Draco. I forget. It's a song. I'm a future fan of or used to be a future fan. But yeah, future he, is all over the who, place with these. It's not like explicit that it's about Larsa, but that's what everybody says that he's talking to Scottie Pippen in the song about how he smashed Larsa. I just remember the uh, Malik Beasley situation because I am one of the like three Timberwolves fans that exists. (laughs) (laughs) I love Larsa, but she's a little bit judgmental and it really fucking sucks because if she was just carefree and didn't care about all this stuff, she would be the funnest housewife, right? I have an like an issue, like personal issue with her. I just it's it's not that I want her off the show. It's like crazy how much she's changed her body to like i don't it's know so miami from, it's not that not that she looks like a completely <laughs> different human people in miami yeah. will get like bigger boobs or they'll get you know around the year tan or whatever they want to mm-hmm. do but like pick up like pick one like yeah pick two things to change to change your whole face your waist mm-hmm. your butt your boot like every your nose like i did could not have picked her out of a lineup if you yeah. had told me it was the same person, like I, as someone who just watched season one mm-hmm. and then started season four a few weeks later, I was like, no way this is her. Um, my take on it is I'm all about a woman's prerogative. I support a woman's, <laughs> I am for a woman's rights and a woman's wrongs. So whatever she want to do, like Larsa, you look good, baby. Do what you want to do. I'm <laughs> so judgmental. Meanwhile, I'm telling her, I'm saying she's judgmental. No, I and I like her. On no, the that's show. totally. It's, everyone just, has their own. I just feel like she's not as into the show, and I think next season she will be because she sees what a platform it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. But that's kind of like what I loved about how disjointed it was a little bit. It was like she was filming a completely different show. Like she yes. was filming House Hunters. She was like, oh, I'm just going to be like going for a little house hunting. And then she'd be like meet up with these women at brunch and they'd be fighting. And then it would pan over to her and she was just like, what is happening? Um, but I feel like she got the hang of it towards the end of the season, especially in the Hamptons. Yes. She's like, okay, I know what time it is. All right. 
She's like, this is I no like longer her. keeping up with the Kardashians where we plan everything in advance. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. like I can't control what these women do or say. Yeah. My I favorite. I love Dr. Nicole. Oh, was sorry. Dr. Nicole mm-hmm. yeah. and Julia. I do not like Julia. She's my least really? favorite person on the entire Hi. show. I can't. <laughs> I don't know if it's because so like, my father is Russian. But like the accent, the like kookiness. My dad is also a very kooky Russian who is obsessed with animals. Okay, he loves yeah. animals and he lives part of the year in Florida and he goes on these nature walks and to like animal sanctuaries and he sends goofy pictures and writes <laughs> posts about what he thinks the animals are saying and doing. And it is so weird and endearing. And she yeah. reminds me of that. That's cute. Does you have like a personal... See, I don't know like anyone that in my, and I don't know anyone like that in my life. So for me, it's just like she's so unfabulous, and she lives on a farm in Broward County. It's so unfabulous. <laughs> I, I can't. It. I so she's I, married <laughs> to like one of the best athletes, like female athletes I in guess. history, right? Know. Martina was like Grand Slam winner. So was Larsa. <sighs> I know, Got but <laughs> she's married to a woman, and that seems cool. Like we haven't I, had that. Isn't Dr. Nicole such a great housewife? She's amazing. She gives me Ashley Darby vibes. She does. And a little bit of like Tiffany Moon walked so Dr. Nicole could uh-huh. run. Like yes. She, yeah. I love yeah. a housewife that has an actual job outside of being a housewife. Because yes, that exactly. is hard. And her husband's kind of hot. He's really cute. Yeah, he's All, cute. Gertie's like, they, husband is cute. The firefighter. Yes. That's why I really like the new girls because I feel like they have good lives and their lives aren't as tragic yet. Yet. Um, but I, I feel like Dr. Nicole second season is going to be like really pick up the pace and really know how to run these girls because I feel like people really appreciate her now. She's gorgeous. She's smart. Look at that house. The house was featured in um, Architectural Digest. Yeah. Marisol's wasn't. Well, I think Marisol picked up on that Nicole was like she had sort of like i don't know head bitch in charge energy Mm -hmm. and marisol was like "Uh uh-uh i've been here the longest and that like marisol was only kept on because of her mom yeah totally can we just say it like yeah totally i mean she knows it she's kind of filling that role now of her mother but she's not she's not not, i mean she's she's trying to funny yeah i agree i agree i mean elsa was something else and marisol is just someone who was related to her now what do you make of alexia's tragedies and how both how she frames it which is all these things are happening to me rather than she has a part in her decision making Uh, yeah i (laughs) mean not blaming her for her mother dying on her wedding day or for the accident that frankie was in but you know what i i agree that like definitely she uh, can control her own destiny, right? But like the mm-hmm. stuff with her father, she could, couldn't, couldn't control that stuff. But like the stuff that happens with her kids, like uh, going That's to jail and all that. That's thinking. And who yeah. she decided to marry multiple times in a row, choosing yeah. a partner that maybe wasn't the right person for her. And totally. then being like, woe is me that I had this terrible partner. But do you know what I like about Alexia still? Is that she'll have many more tragedies but she'll film it all and she will sit there in front of the interview chair and she will talk about it and give you full detail and won't run from the cameras. I really appreciate, she gives me total Teresa Giudice vibes where she's going to live it all out in front of camera. And I, you got to respect that. 
I mean, she made the show and I really, when other housewives would have been like, stop filming. I cannot do this. Like the argument with her son and um, Todd, that was deep. That was one of the realest, uh, you know, however, 15 minute arguments I've ever seen on reality television. And um, when other people would have just told them to cut the cameras or just tried to take their mic pack off, she kind of like motors through it. I, I think she's great for the show. She's so amazing while I, for the show. I totally agree that you know yeah. things don't necessarily always happen to her. Um, kind of lines up the dominoes, but I think it's interesting. She's, She's also yeah. beautiful to look at, and I love her accent. Yeah. I need to watch what happens live with her and Teresa. Yes. I need the two of them together. I could see it. I could see. I think she the, actually the is friends <laughs> with a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of the housewives. Probably, yeah. Because she's from the original class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's probably known them all years, for years. Oh, so interesting. I wrote her on um, Instagram. I just commented because I was, my friend and I were talking about how she looks like Teresa. And I commented to my friend on her comments. And I said, the blonde Teresa. And she wrote back, she's like, what is something about like, oh, I need to see that Teresa check though. Or something <laughs> like that. She's like, I haven't gotten that Teresa check though. Like, she gets it. She knows she, that she's very you know similar. Yeah. I love her. And the thing is that's frustrating about Teresa is that since she's been on for so long, she thinks she can control like when the cameras are up and when they're not. And, you know, and she Mm -hmm. shouted even just this week's episode, like, I can't, why are you still filming? And I just feel like Mm -hmm. Alexia, we've got a decade to go before she does something like that. You know, Alexia's just happy to be here. She waited this long to get back in front of our screen and on our screens. And she's just happy to be here. And I'm happy to watch it all. I hope they have a longer season. I hope they move it to Bravo. I don't, I don't mind it on Peacock. The best part about it being on Peacock is that it's only people that really appreciate the show are watching. True. And so the social media True. part of it isn't as yeah. annoying, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, the memes that come out of Miami are like just better. It's just like, you know. Top quality. Yeah. You know, not it's like people an who watch who seem to like get why they yeah. watch. And are yes, just like yeah. rooting for a team. Speaking of, I cannot wait for Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Part Two. That, Let's I'm get like into it. Shaking. Who are you most excited to see, and who do you think will be the most unlikely alliance? I am shaking. Um, I'm most excited to I think see Phaedra. Do you think they'll ever I bring think, her back to Atlanta? I don't know that they'll bring her. Uh, well, the, Candy has that new show. Mm-hmm. The, the one about Candy her restaurant mm-hmm. yeah and i think that she just confirmed on like amazon something you know they do those like amazon live streams whatever do you know no but yeah. I- <laughs> she, she has like some partnership with amazon I'm sure and they, oh, like they ask her questions Sorbo does this she does amazon yes, stuff yeah okay. yeah yeah exactly and i think candy confirmed that that show is going to be is intended to be for several seasons so i here's my thinking I feel like Bravo understands what a gold mine candy is because she's a really high Q rating, right? People love her. Um, people really, she has a large fan base, but I think that probably she's not really bringing that much to Atlanta. So they're probably trying to like slowly wean her off of that show. So I think when candy leaves, I think they'll bring Phaedra back. That's my, and I would be okay with it, honestly. Me too, because I, I miss Vanderpump Rules like the way it was. And I feel like mm-hmm. this candy show 
of like her being sort of the matriarch yeah. and all these people at a restaurant yeah. could bring yeah. the like be that could just bring the magic back, right? Yeah. That we haven't mm-hmm. seen that like you know low budget like you know yeah. that won't be low budget <laughs> i love it yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. the, you know it's still low budget it'll be atlanta <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, it's not atlanta is low yeah. budget but she could transfer to the role of lvp just how lvp was much better on vanderpump rules than mm-hmm. i think she was on beverly hills like she was annoying yeah. on beverly hills mm-hmm. um so i think we could get that i'm excited to see phaedra yeah, so you're excited to see ex- phaedra I'm excited to see Phaedra in this dynamic of women. Okay. Also, because we have only really ever seen Phaedra in an all-black cast of women that are kind of very similar to her, not with a bunch of crazy white drunk women from the West Coast. So like anti-vaxxers, I hear that. Yeah, like, like I know Phaedra's. <laughs> I know Vicky's going to be probably arguing about anti, and she's going to be like, "Not anti-vax." I just yeah. like I, I I just like already know that Phaedra's going to give me like everything that I'm thinking, but. So I'm excited for that. And who do I think is going to be like unlikely pairs? Yeah, like an uh, unlikely alliance on the show. Well, I I heard that Phaedra and Dorinda get along really, really well. And I also heard don't... Phaedra and Tamara get along. Tamara mentioned how much she liked Phaedra. Really? Yeah. On, I when feel she like was they all like. Live. Yeah, but how could you not like Phaedra? So I feel like they all like Phaedra, but I'm interested to see who Phaedra likes. You know what I mean? Because Phaedra probably don't fuck with half these women. Um, (laughs) And like Dorinda and Phaedra, yeah, like that kind of makes sense, though, because they're both so like, they just like cool. Like, I feel like they would get along. I'm I'm interested to see who Taylor gets along with. Taylor is such a weird card to put in there. It's a it's kind of a dark, a dark cast. It's like three widows. Right. It's oh God! Jill so Zarin, Jill Zarin, Phaedra, Dorinda, er, Dorinda, and I'm sure Phaedra wishes she was a widow. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> no good man. I'm not going to get into Apollo. Ooh, go away from me with this Apollo. <laughs> Wait, who else no, but, is widowed? <laughs> Jill, Taylor, yeah, yeah. And, and Dorinda, like the most famous widow. Oh yeah. Dorinda's oh, like the God. most famous widow of. Imagine if Bethany had been there. Oh my God, could you imagine? I couldn't. I think it would <laughs> actually make it not as good because she would. Yeah, no, I, yeah. She, she would, would like suck, suck up the air. Much. Yeah. You know what? Here's a little bit of tea. Tell me the tea. Well, you probably already heard this, but Eva Marcel's on it. But I don't believe that she was. I'm told that she was not the first choice. They reached out to Monique to come back on. Oh. And Monique. And Monique was talking to them for a while and then just didn't. Sorry if my dog is crying in the background. She's <laughs> playing with the chew toy. No, but um, but I think she was, I think she's probably also talking to someone else about another reality show, which she's ended up being on now on some other network. But um, yeah, I would have loved Monique to she be She would there. have been able to back up Vicky about why vaccines are so dangerous. I, <laughs> yeah, she would have shown a tinfoil hat and her little herbal remedies and all that weird <laughs> shit, you know? But listen, Eva is like kind of a wild card too. Like sometimes Eva will like have a really good episode where she'll be like talking about Zara flip flops and da 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 da, and like, and then she'll have an episode where it's like, who is this woman? So I don't know. I'm excited. It seems like it's going to be crazy. I'm interested to see how Jill Zarin is with the women because she seems to be the most thirsty to be back on the screen, even more than Vicky. And you would think it would be Vicky. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, I'm told that jill shows up like halfway through what or something or i don't know this is what i heard 
This is what I heard. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like I think it was like everybody showed up. But I'm told. I could be completely wrong. So I've just probably talked, but this is what I'm told is that she shows up like a bit after the rest of the group. I think as a surprise to Dorinda. Because <laughs> oh, no. Dorinda, Dorinda is not cool with her, like at all. Can you imagine Dorinda being like, we've already been through so much? <laughs> just, Seriously, like, oh my God. <laughs> I just like, I can't even imagine like Vicky and Jill getting along. I don't think that that's going to be a thing. I think that Jill and Vicky will probably fight. Um, I'm told Vicky fights with literally everybody, so that makes sense. Oh my gosh. They basically Vicky. go to war. So yeah. Well, Tamra, it sounds like they're gearing up to bring Tamra back to the OC. You know, maybe they should. That show seems a bit it's <laughs> it's the locale though, right? It's like their sense of humor, like any woman you get on that show is not gonna be that they're just like not going to be funny it's not going to hit like the east coast shows like you can put like a new york woman in the room and they would just like be funny and have fun noella is a deeply uh, unfunny person and with a really tragic life um but she's funny to see people like argue with her but it's like i don't know they, they like they're missing a comedic element that i don't think that like they that you have even on beverly get. hills you had it on Dallas. Like, who would on, you say brings it on Beverly Hills, though? I guess with Kathy Hilton, she's a bit funny. I think Kathy is Sutton. funny. I think Sutton is for me. And I don't know if she means to be funny, but I find her mm-hmm. yeah. very funny. Like, yes. Yeah, I agree. I love Sutton. Watching yeah. her walk makes me laugh. Like, it's yeah. just like she's like <laughs> never quite sure why she is where she is or yeah. doesn't always yeah. feel like she fits in. And I love that yeah. element. I relate that. Yeah. Love you, Sutton. <laughs> She's, my, um, I love her. Well, so there's like, so OC, I was going to give it a chance and just like wait it out. But I think that like, it's just, there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I watch it. But I'm watching it. So it's just, know. I don't know. I can't tell if Emily and Gina are like what they're trying to build the cast around or yeah it, yeah like i don't know it's just weird there needs to be someone else who can go toe to toe with if heather you, Dubrow. if you brought tamarin i think it would be perfect because she has a history with all of these women you know and she's i want to yeah. see tamara yeah. and shannon yeah i would not mind tamara being back but i never want to see vicky on my screen again unless it's in real housewives ultimate girls trip part two fair yeah. What what's the reason? <laughs> just like she became too like bigger than the show and Yeah, she just like thinks it's her show and she doesn't have any storyline going on. And and she's just like also so unfabulous. Like it's just like she's not very like fun to watch and she's just kind of like I feel like she also self-produces. Like she'll always try to do these like hijinks like, "Oh, my I I just fell out of my heels and my hand got caught in a car door and I don't know. It's just like whereas, like when it happens with Shannon, it does feel like that's just how Shannon, yeah, like is. Even yeah, if it's a little annoying, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, of course Shannon would shriek. And I know too much about Vicky's personal life and her political leanings and all that stuff to actually ever fuck with her again. I don't want to see this woman on my television screen. She's just like so deeply unfunny to me. So for me, like I don't always mind their political leanings, but if they're stupid about it. Such yeah. as they are in a relationship with someone that is running for governor, for a governor, a race yeah, that see, you will yeah. never win, and you act as if it's a possibility. Like that's annoying. 
I don't care that she's like was engaged to a Republican who was running for governor. I care that he couldn't win and that she entertained it. And she's also just so geeked to be on television that it's really lame and sad to watch. I just can't like once they are like so aware of their status, like as a housewife on, then it's like loses its luster for me, you know, like. I like Gina still a bit because she's just kind of clueless and she's enjoying the ride, but she knows it's going to end at some point, but she's really real about it. Um, she's getting that skincare line out just before the train yeah. leaves the station. <laughs> Which is like not the first thing I would think of when I think of Gina is skincare, no, but-, <laughs> but go ahead, I guess. It's your prerogative. I support I a woman's like rights and would- wrongs. <laughs> she would be so. better. Like doing a sort of Marie Kondo. If she lives in that small of a space with all of those children, like an organizational, like YouTube channel, like this is how you store six ch- children's clothing in a 960 a- square foot apartment. I mean, she could start a babysitter's club. Right? Yeah. She's like, maybe she could be a babysitter. Can you imagine all those kids <laughs> and trying to date? I have no idea how they do it. Like, not me literally <laughs> advising Christina Kirschneider to just be a babysitter. Like, that's what she should market on her fucking time. On the... Oh, my God. Do you yeah. think that these skincare lines are actually profitable? Like, do you think Whitney's is? Do you think Gina's will I think, be? I think Whitney's could be because there's such fanfare. Around. There's like, like the the way people watch OC is just like so they're like tuning in. They're watching a show very it's the way that people watch these shows, right? But I feel like when people watch SLC, they're buying everything. If if Jin Shaw made a made a a, a a pair of handcuffs with her like name emblazoned on, people would buy them and wear them. Gays would buy them and wear them to theme parties. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just making shit up. But like, but people watch SLC in a different way. Like, have, like Meredith Marks wearing that feathered blazer. So many people are going to be that for Halloween. Because it's so fantastical and weird and crazy that like people will buy anything from these shows. What was like Vita Tequila? I've seen people buy Vita Tequila. How do you get Vita Tequila? I thought it was only sold I think in you Utah. Buy it, I think you can buy it online. I've seen. Where did I see it? I don't think I saw it in New York, but I saw it somewhere. Have you Someone gotten Vita Tequila from I've, Lisa? I've never tasted it. No, I've never. You should slide in her sure DMs. I hear she like anyone that has a following, she just like sends a really? bottle to. <laughs> I'm garbage. I've drinking house tequila from every bar ever. So I would absolutely drink Vita tequila. Send me a bottle or a case or whatever you need. I would drink Fabellini at this point. Like <laughs> I <laughs> I'm sure there's a warehouse in like Saugus, New Jersey, with like Saugus, New Jersey, <laughs> wherever, Trenton, with a warehouse just full of Fabellini that's just dated from like 2004. And you're like, hey. Doesn't she went to prison. She's like, I, I ain't going to sell this. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Tell everyone of course. where they can find you. I'm sure everyone already follows you, but no. Yeah. What, anything I'm, you have coming up? Well, my name is Pet Shop Boy on Instagram, and I'm the underscore Pet Shop Boy on Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter. I really just follow stuff. You see me from time to time. We, we lurk. Of, we engage. We lurk. <laughs> I just really like stuff and I repost stuff, but I don't really like to put stuff out there because people are just really weird on Twitter. Um, so I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm, I'm Pet Shop Boy on Cameo. And I have my podcast, The B-List, um, with Pet Shop Boy. And I just uh, recently had Margaret from New Jersey on. Um, I don't really have like Housewives on as often anymore because I watch so many shows outside of Housewives. But um, 
I'll probably have someone from like New York at some point when we start to talk more about casting, when that kind of comes out, I don't really know what's going on with any of that. Um, yeah. And my friend Jonathan is always on and he's always a blast. So was he the one for- that came on to tell the story about the demon twink? No, that's Ty Sunderland. Oh, yeah. okay. That de- was one yeah. of the funniest <laughs> things I have ever yeah. heard. <laughs> have you ever heard? Did you hear of that before the podcast? Yes, because somehow the oh, algorithm on Twitter, on Twitter like thinks I am a like gay man in New gay York man. City. <laughs> and I was Fair. like, and Fair. once it was trending, like, or like people that I follow mm-hmm. were tweeting about it. I was like, I need to find out what this is. Yeah. So I like, so was like sleuthing and trying to figure it out. And the story was insane. But then hearing it on the podcast, that yeah. was much funnier. And yeah. I was listening to it when I was driving I think I was driving out to the Hamptons actually. And mm. my like person in the car who doesn't follow any of this stuff was like, what on the earth fuck? is happening? <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, I know. she started laughing so hard that we both, like it was like hard to drive because the story is just like so yeah. absurd for those, for people who don't know, would you mind recapping yeah. just very briefly? Um, so basically Demon Twink was like a, a viral story that took place. It happened at the end of the summer and my friend Ty Sunderland, he's a DJ. He's like been featured on like Gossip Girl reboot and stuff like that. He does like really big parties and he gets a giant boat and DJs a boat party and he does like themes. So there'll be like a Nicki Minaj boat. I think it was called Barb Bar Boat. boat and, yeah. And then Brit Boat and then all these different ones. But I forget, I think that one was the Britney Boat it actually. Britney, yeah, it was the Britney yeah. Boat. And there was towards the end of the night, because it like goes around a Statue of Liberty a couple of times and it's like a three or four hour thing. People get very drunk on it, obviously, as you do on a boat party, on a boat cruise. As one does. Dancing to Brittany. Towards the end of the excursion, as they're about to like like dock again, he looks over and they're kind of like wrapping stuff up. And um, he looks over and there's like a, a twink. Oh, no. No, sorry. The entire time, this twink is dancing around his DJ booth, spilling drinks and throwing <laughs> drinks at people and just being like so messing insane. up the equipment. Yeah, like dropping drinks all over the equipment and just being so unruly. Even the security people couldn't get him. And it's we're on a boat, so we can't send him anywhere. <laughs> and um, then he said that as the boat started to dock, they he looked over and the twink was just like getting his ass <laughs> eaten. <laughs> Was that part of the story, or yes. was that like a, an addendum? Okay, because like he got, he's like getting his ass eaten against the railing at the boat, and just like out in the open, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is going?" I, I thought on? it was in the middle of the dance floor. Oh my god, no! I think it was like against the railing, but still, it was like out in the open. There's not really anywhere to hide. It's so insane. New York is really is a crazy place in the summertime, especially, especially during COVID, because everyone was so excited to be out and about doing stuff. So. It just I was made on, me I wasn't on the boat, by the way. So, so missed, hard. What yeah. were you doing when you weren't on the Britney boat? You had some better plans. Yeah, I just, it's it's a lot of twinks, and I'm not a twink, so. But I love the stories that come so out of it. Yeah. I was just like, who? <laughs> what is demon twink? And then people found his like a picture of him because they found a picture of him. People started putting him through, online because they were like, and they found him in. The, in the background of photos it felt like unsolved mysteries they were like zooming in and like he but he had like red eyes in from every, like the he camera flash light, yeah he probably has light yeah. color eyes so but he looked like like you know like uh i don't know saskatch was what's uh, Sas- yeah i was Sasquatch. thinking more like like when they're trying to find like the Boston Marathon bombers and they're like going through like yeah. all of the footage yeah. and stuff and people <laughs> were just like using all of the tools at their disposable to figure out who this guy was. And I think he was really embarrassed and he came out and I think he apologized to your friend actually. 
And then they actually made up. And then later that night, after the podcast recorded, Ty had another party called Devil's Playground, which is oh, an no. annual thing that he has. And he invited the de- the Demon Twink. So the Demon Twink came to Devil's Playground, came on stage. <laughs> all this, it's like, it's so, were people like world. cheering? Yes. They were like, oh my God, he's an icon. So then the guy made a Twitter account around the whole thing is just so New York gay life is literally like a reality show. It makes no sense. It's it just like, is. why isn't there a reality show? Show, at least about like Fire Island, like a summer house Fire Island version. Because the stories would, would they be, be too so... they like you couldn't show it on cable television? You could. You I could. think you could. It network. would probably be like on VH if you could show half the shit that you do on VH1, easy. You could do this for gay people. Someday. Maybe they'll be I think they should do like a summer house, Fire Island. Yes. On you Bravo. Know? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it happen. Okay. Fire Island Pines. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on. I always love talking to you. And it's I great to, to see you. another I love sane person who enjoys the housewives <laughs> the way that they are meant to be watched. To be. Yeah. Which is enjoying the complexities. And yeah, I'm not fighting with these, these people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> nope. 